Welcome back, Hanger Slang. Welcome back. To another uh, crazy episode. Crazy episode number 21? Number 21. 21. 21. That's a thing. That is a thing. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. <sighs> we are. We are getting up there. 50's coming up soon. We're going to have to do something special for that. I feel like we do something special for every episode, you know? We're getting up there like Biden's son. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's up there. <laughs> he is up there. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this week a little bit. Um, we saw Shane Gillis. That so was funny. funny. Very, very funny. <laughs> very funny. I enjoyed it, Shane. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Shane, good job. Good job. Good job making fun of all those. Uh... Also, look at what we're wearing. Oh, I didn't even notice. Because they're probably because they're so comfortable. Uh, windbreaker material hoodies. They are um, they're comfy, and I like them. And we only have like 10, 12. I don't know how many we ordered. but Here, Here's what I'll say. It's real windy in South Florida. You know that? Mm. Real windy. So if there's only like... Something that can break the wind. That's what I want to be wearing. And what would that be called? Something that breaks the wind. You know, maybe a windbreaker, but not just any windbreaker. A hanger sling windbreaker. Amen. It's a hundred. It's, well, yeah, the only annoying thing is it's a hundred percent gay proof. So, yeah. (laughs) You're not going to be able to get hit on by any guys. Mm -mm. Although, it's also a hundred percent straight proof. So, We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it's it goes. It's proof everything. We'll do a trial run and see yeah. how people respond but to it. But if people do come up to you and try to sexually assault you, it's because of the hoodie. Mm. Yeah, 100% mm-hmm. sexual assault. Because they're so, like, hot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm hot here right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, South Florida heat. It's coming back. Mm-hmm. It's coming back. It that coming uh, back. short winter we had, I wish it was back already, but you got to wait that one out. So, so, yeah, that's what I want to introduce our uh, guest. Let's introduce our guest. Why don't we? Uh, used to work with him in the restaurant industry. Uh, you know, haven't spoke to him in a while. He recently hit me up and we started talking. I said, wow, what an interesting guy. So here he is today. Everyone, please welcome Matthew Ruiz. Yeah. Pop those headphones on. Get it going. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, hola. Oh. Oh. A new voice on the mic. I know. Yeah. Every time. It's, it's so crazy. Sexual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're having an, yeah, not an orgy. No, no. Definitely not. No, not yet. We don't oh. even have a soggy waffle in the middle here, so. So, Matt, what's up? What's up with the life? Um, just got out of rehab. Mm. Mm. Congratulations. Got Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, actually, just got out of jail. No. Three months ago. No. Okay, I didn't know that one. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, well, for the past three years, I've we been. All just, we also just met, so. Yeah, okay. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but for the, so for the past three years, I, I've pretty much just been in and out of, you know, institutions hmm. in jails and rehabs. Yeah. And um, that's pretty much just, for the most part, just been my life. So it's just kind of become, you know, normal. Yeah. But yeah, I just got out of rehab. Interesting. How long? How long were you in there for? And how long are you like usually in there for? So, um, usually for a month. So I was in rehab in Louisiana for a month. Louisiana. Because I went up with my ex-girlfriend. She ended up dropping me off. 
and overdosing, then going to jail. And she's been in jail, and I haven't spoken to her in three months. Whoa. So, yeah, I was in rehab for a month in Louisiana. I got out, went to a halfway house, had $700 in my bank account, and I was like, you know what? You know what would go well right now? Some crack, meth, and heroin. Mm. Oh, And my some gosh. fentanyl. So the three, the three P right there. The fucking three piece and a soda. LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. Yeah, it's, it's the big three, you know? So, you know, I, and so basically I'm sitting there, and I have this girl over in my halfway house, right? Yeah. And um, we're sitting in the bathtub. Yeah. Right. I'm smoking crack. I'm fucking, you know, we're doing our thing. <laughs> and doing shit. your thing. And, and, and like, she looks at me and she's like, I'm 16. Oh, wait, oh. this is who? This is just some girl that I knew. I thought she was 18. Oh, first oh, off. Oh, okay. Don't we all? Okay. I don't know. Please, please don't come for me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, 911. Uh, but, you know, a, uh, any whore. <laughs> um, and, and so she says, I'm 16. And, and, and I'm like, no. But then I look at her and I'm like. Oh, yes, yeah. you are. You no, are 16. No. You are 16. Right? You know what I mean? I'm like, do you want some crack? She's like, no, I'm 16. She's like, no, I'm 16. I have high school tomorrow. I'm like, are you serious? She's like, yes. I, was, I thought you were joking about that. And we've been in the bathroom for three hours, oh steaming up. I'm smoking crack, shooting up, you know, fentanyl and shit. Fuck, and, and she's dude. like, she like leaves out of nowhere. And I'm like, did I do anything wrong? And she's like, dude, you're a fucking junkie. You're, you're, you're a crackhead. You know, I'm in high school. I'm yeah. like, you never told me this. You're yeah. learning about crack tomorrow in science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's oh what she's, she's learning about yeah, the chemical exactly. compounds. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so that's, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, um, there's, there's, I just, you know, when drugs enter my system, I have a, uh, I, 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 what's the word? I, I have this, this, um, like allergic reaction where mm. I turn into an idiot. Mm. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, usually, uh, you know, like this one time I was in Pompano. Yeah, yeah. Right? And uh, I was on fentanyl, mm. right? The good old fentanyl. Classic. Cla- classic. <laughs> God, God bless America. Rehab, <laughs> public schools, water parks, and porn. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, but anyways. Um, yeah, don't mind the plane. Don't mind, yeah. The plane shouldn't mind us. Yeah. For real. Uh, yeah. We've been writing them about it. Yeah, you gotta stop back. flying. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> at the dude. airport. Yeah, right. from this time to this time, you can't fly. Run yeah, podcast. exactly. The hangar slang podcast is just too, just too important for these planes to be right. You know, doing That's their thing. Glad you're on the same page yeah. as us. Yeah, of course. So you're in Pompano. You know, I've seen a lot of needles around Pompano. Right. You, uh, for sure. For oh, sure. oh yeah. Well, yeah. I was in Pompano, and um, basically, I don't even know how this comes about, but. I, I bang on this person's door because they said something to me. And so, like, this Haitian guy with the machete starts chasing me, and oh I'm my. running. And he's, like, you know, speaking Creole to me and stuff. And, like, I drop my glasses. Mm. So I pa- pause. I yeah. pa- we pause right there. I'm, like, pause. <laughs> I'm, like, I, I left my glasses. I, he's, like, no, no, no. I'm, like, I insist. Please <laughs> let me go get my glasses. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's just pretty much just, like, not not budging. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's just like no, no, no. <laughs> Get out of he here, doesn't dude. even right. mind your eyesight at this point. He do, he doesn't even care about my eyesight. No, oh that's gosh. so inconsiderate. Very. Inconsiderate. And it was just because you knocked on his door. Well, I'm I'm, I'm more. more <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was. He happened maybe to be with his wife, and they're walking by, and I said something, and I didn't like what they said back, and I punched on his door, and he came back. Came out with a machete, but still, that still doesn't mean you shouldn't like, be me? considered of my eyesight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At the end of the day, let him get his glasses. So remember that sixteen-year-old girl? It's my daughter. Comes <laughs> 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 full circle. <laughs> wow, man, that's crazy. No, that's hilarious. Well, let's uh, let's step back here a second, yes. and uh, 
we met at Bow Campers. Yes. Uh, are you still in the restaurant industry? Yeah, so we met at Bow Campers, mm. restaurant industry. Um, are you still doing that type of work, or has it been has it been kind of hard keeping stuff with with oh. all the rehab? Oh yeah, I mean, for the past three years, I mean, I've just been in and out of jobs. Not because I get fired, just because I'm like, you know, you know, I go to GM, you know, the general manager, and I'm like, I'm going back to rehab. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. every single T's like, okay, whatever, go. Um, and so right now, I just had an interview at a customer service for like a pool installation company mm. which is a nine to five job which i think you know it'll be good for me yeah it's a big business down here everyone yeah. wants a pool no yeah and definitely like at a restaurant um I, I, it's like the schedule's all over the place and for me like i'm in recovery so i need to go to meetings and if i don't know my schedule i won't be you know to go to meetings work with the sponsor mm. and do all that stuff so I, I think like a nine to five job would be good yeah totally um has it uh where do I want to go with that? Would you, would you say um, addiction, right? Mm-hmm. When um, Would you say you have a personality type for addiction or it's more of a, a gratification that you get from it? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. So addiction itself, genetically, it, the qualifications to be a drug addict, right? The criteria mm-hmm. or the prerequisite rather is like, is genetics and 50% is environment, right? So in my family, there's a lot of drug addicts. There's a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? But also in my family, there's, you know, my sister went to Stanford and my brother's a lawyer. Um, Wow. Yeah, but then on the other side, like, we have a lot of people that have been addicted to, you know, crack and, you know, opioids. So I think addiction, a lot of it is, is, um, is genetic, but what comes with addiction are cross addictions, mm-hmm. right? Like for me, like I'm addicted to drugs. Yeah. Right. I'm a trash can. I, I like all types of drugs. But on top of that, I I'm I'm a raging gambling addict. True. Right. And I I just my my problem is I have a void. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying that that that's just mm-hmm. the basis of being an addict. Gotcha. And I try to fill that void with ex- external things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whether that be girls, yeah. money sex gambling it's kind of crazy how like you feel like like you you have a a pretty put together stance on it and it seems like for the most part you're a put together person right it's not really what you'd expect from like you know yeah a person who's shooting up or doing crack you know no yeah i know it's and it's like when i first went to rehab i I was scared Mm -hmm. right i was like 18 i was like oh my god i'm gonna go to rehab and like there's gonna be like Juan Pablo over here with the knife ready to fucking like <laughs> stab me, which I have been stabbed, but that was later in life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but no, when I go to rehab, I mean, you know, there's never guess. There's neuroscientologists, whatever, you know, yeah, I don't know yeah. the exact, you neuroscientologists, neuroscientologists, whatever, <laughs> yeah. uh, quantum mechanics, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and there's just like, you know, surgeons that are alcoholics. I mean, you have dope addicts that are dentists. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, it, Addiction does not discriminate. Yeah, you know it's a I mean? lot of, uh, it's crazy because people don't understand there's a lot of functioning drug addicts out there yeah, know, that yeah. are that are doing crazy drugs and then they're going and doing a pretty successful career. You no, know? Exactly. I mean, well, and, and I played football in college. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know what I mean? And that whole time, granted, I did get, ki- I did get kicked out twice. Well, yeah. the first time I got kindly asked to leave. What college? Uh, it was this small little school. In Florida? No, in Kansas. Kansas. It's called McPherson. McPherson, Kansas. McPherson. Goddamn Kansas. There's nothing to do out there except no. for, like, you no, know, like, they'd get drunk and I'd get drunk on fentanyl. You know yeah. What I'm saying? yeah, you'd because match them. 
Yeah, exactly. And like these people don't know that that I'm on fentanyl because because I don't know. For me, on fentanyl, like it has this effect on me where I get drunk. Like really? I will get like drunk without you know having saying? to drink. No, without Basically. having to yeah. drink. And everyone's <laughs> like, "Dude, this guy's a fucking beast." <laughs> it's like, dude, I didn't even see him kill <laughs> anything. That's crazy, dude. Um, so like, how did how did you get introduced to like these heavy drugs? You know, um, at such a young age. Because, well, I mean, how old are you now? 21? I am 21. Okay. Yeah. I, okay, so I was I was a late bloomer. Really? Right. R- relatively. Like, you meet a lot of drug addicts and, like, they're, like their brothers are blowing crack smoke into their faces when they're, like, 10 years old. You know what I'm saying? That's just not my story. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I was a shy little kid. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I didn't even, like was afraid to talk to girls until I was like 16, 17 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then once I got into high school, I started going to parties. And the only way that I could function at a party and be social is I had to smoke weed or drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then it turned into Xanax. Mm. Right. And so, but in Xanax, that was my shit. Yeah, that was the next step up. Type oh, that, of was, thing. that was my shit. I took Xanax, went to parties. Everyone thought I was drunk. On alcohol, no, uh, <laughs> drunk on Xanax, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Blacking out. Um, and then I, I had a friend named Jonas in high school, and we were as seniors, and I snorted a line of cocaine in the bathroom for the first time. And he was like, dude, you got to try these perks, right? Perk 30s. And, and I'm like, dude, that's for f- that's some junky shit, right? Yeah, that's some junky yeah. shit. I'm not going to yeah. try no fucking perks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a Xan, I'm a bartard. All right, I'm classic. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I do drugs like a gentleman. I put on a suit, my top hat, and I smoke crack. Anyways. <laughs> um, and and so, yeah, he's like, dude, you got to do perks. And I'm like, that's some junky shit. Yeah, yeah. That's some, that's some junky shit. But then until, like, I, tr- I snorted a line of perk 30s, and I was like, this is life. Mm. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is it. Yeah, like I, I've been reborn. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why I live now. That type. And of was thing. it really instant like that? Like right when you took it for the first time? What did it feel like? like? Felt good. The what? Yeah. The how perk? was the high of the perks? Snorting oh, well, it. Well, okay, so a lot of people like to think that heroin and fentanyl are different than Percocets, but they're not. They're just a lot more potent. Okay. Right. right? So Got like, you. like okay. Perks are just pharmaceutical heroin. Okay. Right. That's yeah, just yeah. what they are, especially perk thirties. So when I when I mean. The perk 30s are just the best high. They're mm-hmm. just so expensive, yeah, yeah. right? Because of how good the high is and how the doctors aren't prescribing those pills anymore, mm. right? Because of the opioid epidemic. And that's why a lot of people are going to fentanyl and okay. heroin. Yeah. Right. No, and that's crazy. Like, it's like they can't get the safer, more expensive drug. So, you know, they got to turn to the cheapest thing they can find. Oh, but, little wonky. So, yeah, that was like kind of the, the story with, with yourself. Yeah. Is that, I mean, it came down to money? Um, well, <laughs> it's funny. I went to rehab for the first time for snorting Perk 30s, mm-hmm. right? Just straight up Perk 30s. Yeah. I ended up leaving rehab, learning how to do drugs better. Wow. Straight up. I, I left there and like, you know, I would hear guys talk about shooting up and I was like, you know, I'm 18 at this time. So I'm like, you know, I know mm-hmm. I'm a drug addict, but I'm not really. I'm I'm not like you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Peasants, you know, whatever. Uh, And then I leave in like, in like, you know. Kind of like grew an interest to you. You're like, what are these people? I like getting high. Needle sound. You know, know, I've never been a fan of them. But, you know, I finally started shooting up. I went to Walgreens and I asked for insulin needles and I thought they were going to say no. But they're like, oh, okay, here. Yeah, go ahead. You know, which is kind of like, oh. 
Right. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, you know, yeah. Exactly. It was like it was like that. Um and and then I shot up and like man, like needles are just it's a different ball game. Yeah. I mean it's just different. Like at this point when I get cravings, because that's what it is, the phenomenon of, of being an addict is you have the phenomenon of cravings and the mental obsession. Mm-hmm. And when I have that those physical cravings and that mental obsession, I, I almost don't even crave the drug anymore. I crave the needle. Really? I, mean, I crave seeing the blood go back into the into the rig. Wow. And I, and I, and I crave pushing it in. At this point, when I, when I get cravings, I don't even want to shoot heroin or, I mean, I didn't want to shoot heroin or meth. I mean, that shit's like amazing. You know what I'm <laughs> but no, but it ruins my life. You know, whatever, you know, judge the enemy, you know, but, but like, I honestly, I've done this before, like in recovery, like I will shoot hot water into my blood just really? to feel something hot water. No, it's crazy. No, I'll get a cup wow. with water, put lemon in it, some salt, put it on the microwave, heat it up. And you, you feel the rush. You feel the taste in the back of your throat. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's when, so when you do heroin, it, the heroin, the tar heroin's really like it, it's um it has this uh, this taste. It's, yeah, it's an acquired taste, whatever. And you feel you taste it in the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. You would think it's nasty, but I mean, not when you're getting high. Yeah, you're going to like it. You're just like mm, familiarity. Yeah, it's kind of like when you do coke and you get the drip. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, same thing. Got you. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. So it's more like the act of doing it that you're craving rather than, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, shooting up meth is like, I love the first three hours of meth. All right, so give me like a like an experience. Like, how do you experience meth? Like, oh. what does meth do for you? So I've never smoked meth, snorted meth, because I'm classy. Classy. <laughs> like you said. I'm classy. Yeah. But shooting meth, I mean, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I came in my pants. Hmm. <laughs> Liter- oh my god! More, more, more like pre-jizz in my pants. Okay. L- literally, like, li- like, like, takes your breath away. Just, just like electric chair automatically takes your breath away. Wow. Come, come in the pants, all that <laughs> shit. Wow. And I'm literally like, there's like somebody hold my hand, please. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like somebody, please. Like, it like takes your fucking wow. breath away. Wow. Um, and you didn't even have anyone there saying, "Are you done yet?" I actually, every time I've done that, this with somebody. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, with guys, too. Like, these, these guys are, like, witnessing me, like, <laughs> orgasm in my pants. And, f- I mean, it's not only an orgasm of, you know, the fucking cack, but it's also, like, of the whole body. The whole body, the whole, yeah. yeah. it's a whole body thing. I mean, your brain sizzles back and forth and whatnot. Wow. And, 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 and how long does that last? Oh, it la- I mean, you could be up for days. Really? Luckily for me, I, I take Xanax on the come down because, man, after, like, a day of, after, like, a, being up a full day, mm-hmm. plus the meth. Yeah. You know, I start to go into psychosis. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll see, like, the shadow people. I'll start checking under the couch, just like, you know. Really? I think one time I went into the bathroom once, or I went into my laundry room at, at my halfway, and I'd been getting high, and they didn't know. I was on meth, and I was also smoking crack, whatever. But, um, and, and so I see, like, um, like an ironing board, and somebody put a hat on the ironing board, and I'm like, I go in there, I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh my God, there's somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like whispering. There's like nobody around. You know what I'm saying? So I go in there and I start like punching Throwing it. Hands. Yeah, and like the house manager's like, dude, like that's my ironing board. I'm like, I'm like, I don't just having around, dude. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, just, I had to like play it off. Doing a bit here. Yeah, God. exactly. Um, no, wow. but yeah, meth is meth is one hell of a drug. The first three hours there, it's great. Really? But after that, it's, it's is it like a come up thing or is it instantly like you're there? Well, when you shoot it, I mean. It's instant. I mean, because your blood rushes yeah. to your brain so fast. Mm-hmm. It's just like, 
it's not as instant as you think. It's not as for some people it's different. Some people some people as soon as they push it in, like they might might not even be finished pushing the whole shot in, but as soon as they push a little bit in, they're just like <laughs> you know, like a fucking well, fishing out and shit. Yeah. But for me it takes like fifteen seconds, like we go up the brain, my brain to realize the the the, 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 the chemical, yeah, yeah, the neurochemical, whatever, whatever the mm-hmm. the verbiage is. But yeah, um, and so yeah, it, it takes me about fifteen seconds, and then my brain starts to sizzle back and forth, mm-hmm. and then I just start to have uh, 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 like an exorcism. Yeah, mm. for the most part, and that's only with meth. But like a really enjoyable exorcism, a very enjoyable. Hmm. Exorcism. Well, yeah, for the most part. And how does that compare to heroin? Like your experience? Oh, it's. I mean, we're we're um, I mean, we're, we're pulling hairs here. Or whatever, gotcha. Whatever. No, I mean, if it's similar, that's well, just, well, no, it's not. It's not similar. I'm not as classy as you, you know. Right. I you're not. You're of, not as you know. I need to kind of learn the ropes here. Yeah, you're not a class act. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, heroin and fentanyl. I mean. I, you get the rush, and you're, it's, like, really euphoric and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not as euphoric as meth, but the high of fentanyl and heroin are, is better than the high of meth. Okay. Right? But, and, but like, that's, like, it's just the truth. Because yeah. scientifically, that's what it is. So, like, I, I was watching this doctor lecture, and it was, like, meth, the, the amount of dopamine and serotonin that rushes to your brain is higher than any drug, any orgasm, Combined or not combined, but like, but yeah, yeah, it just blows them out of the water. And it, I never really believed it. I was like, oh, whatever. But until I tried it, and I was like, yeah, like that. It was Damn. a spiritual experience for me. Really? You know? But I consider myself an opioid guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I that's that's what I started out on was was shooting fentanyl and shooting heroin and shit. Yeah. Um, which mainly down here, I mean, it's mainly fentanyl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, uh, I mean, that doesn't scare you. It does. It does. Right now, it does. Yeah. Because right? I'm sober. I have a clear mind. Yeah. But here's the thing about being an addict, is that, in order to be an addict, you okay. If you're not an addict, you can do heroin and fentanyl and stop due to sufficient reason. You know what I mean? Okay. Like you know, stop for your kids. Stop yeah. for this. Yeah, since, yeah. Since I am an addict and I do have that genetic predisposition, mm-hmm. I need something much more than a sufficient reason. Much more than something that's logical, and that is the twelve steps. That's finding a higher power. Mm-hmm. That's working out all of my you know, my moral inventories and stuff of that nature. Wow. Um, yeah. And that's what it takes for me to get sober. But to answer your question, yeah, that stuff does scare me. I mean, I've overdosed over thirteen times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I've died once. Yeah. Like literally, eyes closed, dead, done. They had to inject. Um, they they injected. Uh, Narcan. Narcan. They injected the liquid Narcan into my blood, and it, it woke me up. Did you feel like shit after? Oh my god, it's terrible, man. Yeah. Like fucking, like, like I. So because I had so much fentanyl in my system, and they reversed the Narcan reverses the effect of opioids, and because they reversed the effect of opioids so fast, I went into instant withdrawal. Mm. Really, you know, so I I instantly started like shaking oh. and stuff like that. Holy cow! You know, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it definitely. I mean, and I've lost so many people just this year. I mean, just just a couple of weeks ago, there's a girl that's younger than me that just died mm. from wow. overdoses. I mean, a year ago, this guy that's like y'all's age, he died. I mean, yeah. I, I've seen people overdosed and dead. I found a guy once that was in my halfway. He got kicked out. He he was in his car. And I was in Texas, and, and you know, I see him there in the parking lot of this Walmart and I'm like, dude, he's like passed out. 
So I call my house manager at the halfway. He's like, wait for me. And I'm like, fuck this shit. So I take off my shirt, wrap around my hand, and I punch in the door or punch in the window. And, and like, I unlock the door and shit. And, and like, I see him there. He's slumped over with the needle in his arm and he's cold to the touch. Wow. I mean, I mean, wow. cold. Right. And so I put him upright. Right. And he goes into rigor mortis. If you know what that is, like, mm. it's like everything. Like, yes. Everything extracts. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like, he, he starts to like, like, lock up and shit. And, and like that, that personally was just terrifying. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I can imagine. It, it took, I mean, going to, you know, every time I go to rehab, you go through therapy and I had to go through trauma therapy for that. And, and, you know, also just being in recovery, I mean, you just lose a lot of people. I mean, also in Texas, yeah. I remember one of my first times in a halfway house, I saw a guy, he hung himself by the doorknob. By the doorknob. By the doorknob in, in, in this halfway. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what? I'm like, why? That, it was yeah, that's commitment. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that is commitment, right? And it's and it's like in my mind, I'm like, do you know how? Do you know like how miserable you have to be to, like, yeah. from the doorknob? Yeah, do you know how yeah. easily, like, it, like, like I just you could just stand up. It's like, like just it, letting your body go limp. Just exactly. I, <laughs> like that's not even like a natural body reaction is to just let yourself. Yeah, oh you know what I'm saying. Gosh. At least like if you're hanging from the ceiling, like you have no choice. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it's kind of like over. Yes. You know, but man. You know, being in recovery, it's, it's, um, you definitely see a lot of things. You definitely go through, and especially in, 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 in sobriety, mm-hmm. more than anything. You yeah. Because when I get sober, life isn't just amazing again. Yeah. Right? When, yeah. I, when I get sober, life hits me, and I have mm-hmm. to live life on life's terms. Gotcha. Right? Because when I get sober, my emotions come back. So, well, okay. Right? So, so you would say, like, it's a way to, like, escape reality. For you. Right, exactly. That's exactly, and and, that, and that's what I do though is I don't like to sit with self. I don't like to sit with myself mm-hmm. because, you know, for you know whatever reason or the other, I don't like what I see when I see in the mirror, which I'm getting better at. Yeah, right? yeah. But no, it's a hard thing. No, yeah, and and so even in sobriety, I try to escape from reality. Yeah. Without doing drugs, whether that be with girls or gambling or with you know, getting tattoos or, you know, doing whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's hard to, to, to sit with myself after going through addiction. And trust me, man, like I've, I've done, uh, I've used to be a scumbag, like stealing money from people with cancer, stealing money from my parents, grandparents. I had this one ex-girlfriend stole one of her little brother's cough medicine. Her mother had cancer. I stole her mother's like fucking money i stole money from that girl i've stolen money from anybody yeah. and, it, and it's not personal it's just business you know what i mean and it's simply yeah. i mean like when i'm addicted to drugs so what happens when you get addicted is like the addiction becomes part of one of your primal instincts which is as humans we want to reproduce right we want sh- food shelter we want water yeah when you get addicted there's a fifth thing that's added into that and that's our drug of choice well wow. so just think about it you know what i mean because i i would lie to sleep, right? I would lie to get food because it's just natural. I need it to survive. I would lie to survive. Mm-hmm. But now you're lying to get To high. get drugs because drugs are one and the same as wow. surviving. Wow. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's built into, like, my physiology now. Mm. And, and so, yeah, it's, wow. it's not personal. It's just business. I mean, then yeah. that, but then that's the addict, Matthew, talking, right? Yeah. Me, as an addict, I would lie Mm-hmm. to get my drugs mm-hmm. and I will steal from anybody. Mm-hmm. I've even gone to the point where my parents are like, if you don't stop, we're going to kick you out on the street. And I said, mom, I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm just not ready. I'm not ready to stop getting high. I overdosed, I overdosed in, in, in the hospital 
She said, are you ready to go to rehab? I'm like, fuck no. She's like, okay, you brought your stuff. Get the fuck out. Mm. Out the hospital. You know wow. what I'm saying? And I, I lived on, on this dope dealer's couch in Miami for a few months. Uh, and then I finally was like, I mean, I got down really skinny. Yeah. You know, and I'm a skinny guy myself. You know, I got down to like 155. Yeah. Which is, I haven't weighed that much since I was like in like seventh grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Since I'm trying to get to 155. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean. No, nah, you're a bigger guy. Yeah, yeah, a lot of my family, um, or my family's like thick people. I'm like yeah. the only skinny one. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's why I weigh that much. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's. So have like, um, how do you how do you create outlets for yourself? Outlets? Yeah. And what? Um, I do you would you say you try to distract yourself from urges or you just like what's your method for like fighting back against right. you? Know? So what I do is I. What's supposed to happen in recovery is I'm supposed to pick up the phone and call my people that I have in my sober sober community, right? My sober connection. Yep. Support. Yep. Right. Which would be friends, um, my sponsor. Right. Um, probably got a lot of numbers by now. I do. I do. Um, and, but usually what I do is I play the tape through and yeah. I'm like, I know I want to get high. I know it feels great, you know? And, and like, and, and I'll lie to myself, right? I'll be like, oh, it'll be different this time. It never is. Mm-hmm. Right. I always end up in the street jail. Mm-hmm. You know? Always. Rehab, yeah. rehab if I'm lucky. Yeah. Okay. And I just played, I mean, and this happens all the time. It happens yesterday. I wanted to go get high. I lied to myself. I was like, you know what? I can get high, but I have a fast metabolism. I can get the fentanyl out of my system <laughs> yeah. quicker. Yeah. And I, or you start quick. reasoning with yeah. yourself. And then, and then in my mind, I'm like, but crack, I can get that shit out of my system in seven hours. If I shoot coke, maybe even less than that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get high. I'm going to go to LA Fitness, sweat it out, drink a bunch <laughs> of water, pass a drug test. And in theory, that works because I've done it. Yeah. And that's the thing that, that, that has fucked me is that I've done it before. You've kind of outplayed the system. Exactly. But it's only worked once of like, what, 12 times, 13 yeah. times that I've tried it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every other time I end up, in, the plan never goes through mm-hmm. because I always keep on using, you know. Yeah. Actually, because I'm, I'm, I'm a junkie, I'm a drug addict, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so, and so, it just never... How long did it take you to get that, like, lighthearted mentality around, like, being a drug addict? Oh, quick. Really? Quick. I mean, I, I've always, I've always been... Yeah, that's right. Take your time. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. This is like We've had some guests with some pretty bad problems with that, so... Doing, like, acrobatics in this motherfucker. It's freaking hot, dude. It is hot. Oh, my God. It's just and then flip it, flip it oh, over. There we yeah, go. there you there go. go. All right. Um, you know, I've always been like. Seems like you're comfortable with it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm. I'm an open book, man. I mean, uh, I'm, it, almost to a fault. Yeah. Almost to like people are like, you should not be joking, right? I'm being too facetious about my addiction, but I'm not. You know. Oh, I mean, I am, but like. You're just being real about yeah, it. I, would say. I mean, but, but, and that's also my thing, and that's also an escape for me personally. Is is I deflect by humor, mm-hmm. because it, it's it's happened my whole life. It's been instilled in me since I was five years old. You know, because you know there were things with my uncle. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Yeah. And so, I I learned to deal with that by joking about it. Mm. Right. That was my thing, and so growing up, 
that was my thing too. You know, all my pain, misery, whatever. I would just joke about it. Not because, you know, it's actually funny, but because that's the only way I know how to deal it with it. It feels better. You know what I mean? It feels good to laugh at it, to, to make... To make yeah, lo- like to, what are you going to do? Make, make sad of it? Right. Like, exa- exactly. Exactly. I'd rather... Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to, like, sit here and, like, you know, boo-hoo, you know, be a Debbie Downer, you know? So it's just, like, mm-hmm. of course I'm going to be light about it, you know? It's... Yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. you can have serious, serious thoughts of it, but still make light of it just to feel better. Like, I think that's very, very valid. No, yeah. For sure. Like, um, and, and that's something that, like, I've, I've had to work on, too, is, is that, like, in rehab... They, they, they're, although I just joke the whole time. They don't like, like do they don't like that? No, do they? no, they don't like it at all. <laughs> like they, like, they're like, be serious, man. Like, and I'm like, I'm but like, I mean, I, would you say it's like part of you too is just like, you're j- joking. Like you probably joked about stuff your whole life. Oh like yeah. Like that's just a huge part of you. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just. So I'm, even sometimes when you're making fun of something, it's like something you would do normally, yeah. even right. when you weren't. And they're just exactly. like, hey, no. Why are you deflecting? Right, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly, like you're saying something exactly. serious in a funny way. Yeah, it's... Which, I mean... But I guess to a certain degree, I do agree with them, whatever. Like, I, I do got to get more serious. Mm-hmm. or I, and, I, and I have. Mm-hmm. Going through rehab over and over and over again, I mean, it, it gets less funnier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the first time, it was hilarious. Second time, it was really <laughs> funny. The third I'm, time, it was... I'm running funny. out of jokes. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. I say this, and like... I, <laughs> I'd like to think that you know maybe I'm funny, but like in rehab I'm just hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why. In the, in, in the, in the therapy man. groups, dude, I'm fucking spin jokes, zingers, out, dude. dude, all day long, man. And they're yeah. like, you should be a fucking stand-up comedian. Yeah. Like, I'm only funny in rehab. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not funny anywhere else. Like, that's just no. That's you're funny, funny dude. Yeah, you're you funny. are a funny guy. God Honestly, we've been going to. Uh, We've been going to this place called The Hog, and it's they do, like, Monday night, like, amateur stand-up. Yeah. If you'd want to go, like, next Monday. Dude, that's so sick. It'd be funny. Everyone just goes up, does, like, a five-minute set. Then yeah. Next. It's so crazy. Yeah, no. I, I, oh, my God. I can go up there. And, and it's go. a room of, like, ten people. So if you're yeah. bombing, it's funny. If you're not, it's funny. <laughs> I can yeah. go up there and talk about... I've Literally. Some, dude, I've you some, have a lot of material. No, I have yeah. some really funny jail stories. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, literally, like... I didn't. Eat, I thought I was on acid the whole time. I mean, but I'll, I'll tell you one. Okay. Okay. Hopefully this doesn't. What kind of audience do you, do you guys have? An audience that is like you know. We have a very mixed. Very audience. mixed audience. Yeah. So okay. You, no one's listening to this to hear any clean like story right. like right. anything that's yeah. very. You guys brought me on. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I'm not you know the cleanest person. Uh, yeah. We'll title it. Pastor's kid talks about God. <laughs> exactly. But to be exactly. honest, I have no idea who watches this. Like I, I like who listens to the, the podcast. Like yeah. I don't. It doesn't say who. Like yeah, we could have someone to. from like oh, it's a pastor that just watches us all day. Right. Or we could have that'd just be pretty sick. Yeah, that'd be dope. Or a bunch of rehab <laughs> <be> guys. <laughs> yeah, a guy from like Uganda. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I lo- never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I'm no. not gonna try. <laughs> so you're in jail. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, thought you got away from that one. Yeah, huh? right? <laughs> if you want to, we can transition to something No, no, else. no. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. So, there's this guy named Tex. Tex. Right? He comes up to me, and he's like, he's like mad racist. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, b- belligerent. He's like, ah, don't walk behind the black people. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why? He's like, ah, just don't ask questions. 
You know what I mean? He's like, just don't, just don't ask any questions, man. Don't eat behind them. Don't talk behind them. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. And he like tried to, he tries to be smart. He's like, honest. He's like the biggest airhead ever. He's like, yeah. you know, Texas talking. He's like, you know, uh, Matt, you know, somewhere down the line, uh, black people learn how to read. And I was like, and I was like, Tex, do you know how to read? Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm not black. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you got me there. I mean, oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. And then, and then, and then there, there's, there's this guy and I'm forgetting his name. He, he's, he's, um, he's like this gangster Mexican guy. He's like, I forget, I forget his name. It's probably like Pablo or something. I don't know. Yeah, but, um, we'll go with Pablo. We'll go with Pablo. And like, my last name is Ruiz, so like, I'm Mexican. So he was like, oh, you're Mexican fool, huh? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, put on the voice. I'm like, yeah, fool, I'm Mexican too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or whatever, fool, you know? And, um, <laughs> and so I'm peeing, peeing, right? Yeah. And he's like sitting there behind me. He's like, mm. he's like, fool, you're not working with much, huh? I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, excuse me he's like i can tell by the stream that shit's weak fool i'm like he's like and i'm like i was like in my head i'm like fuck how does he know no but i gotta get chubbed up real quick I gotta, I gotta, yeah i gotta Come get the, the i gotta get some time. fucking half chub action going on huh and fucking just flick on it you know but around what about now Pablo? <laughs> just start you know helicoptering yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so, and so uh and so he's like nah it's okay fool i know my my stream is weak as fuck fool too it's okay dog i ain't working with much i'm like yeah. I'm like, welcome to the club. Let's go. <laughs> That's God, funny. That's America. No, there's just a bunch. Like, he, he was just, there's one time he was banging his head on the wall. He's, like, telling me how much of a piece of shit he is. Right? He's, like, I'm a piece of shit fool. Yeah. He's, like, smiling oh, about it. And he's, like, he's, like, are you a snitch? And I'm, like, I'm, like, no. Right? Because, like, I'm in jail, right? I'm, yeah. like, no. You can't. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> definitely, yeah. Like, for sure. Like, I would never do such a thing. Me? <laughs> me? Yeah, me. No, no. Even though, damn well knowing, like if I had to, I would definitely snitch on. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, it's, it's that guy. Yeah, for no, sure. Trying to tell him to stop. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm just like, I'm like, no. I'm like, or I'm like, no fool, I ain't, I ain't no. no snitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so he's just like, he's like, yeah. And out of nowhere, he's like, you know, it's okay to be a snitch, dog. It's okay to be a bitch. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> being a bitch gets you a long way in her fool. And so, and I'm like, really? He's like, dog, you'll see. And so. He gets he he's telling me the story about how he snitched on this guy. Uh, he he was telling the police he was like, yeah, you know this guy. He's a nice family man. You know he he takes care of his kids. He likes God. You know takes you know takes care of everybody. But he killed that guy and he needs to go away for a very long time. You know what I'm, <laughs> you know? I'm like, are you serious? And so this guy and like everybody in jail like knows he's going to court or he's he has a court date. Yeah, yeah. And so. They're like everyone's like rumoring like, yo, he's going to he's going to prison for thirty years. Oh my god, he's going to prison for thirty years. And so he walks back into the facility, and everyone's just waiting for him. And he gets down. And this guy puts on the greatest performance of all time. He goes down to his knees and he's just crying. He's like, no, they put me in jail for thirty years. <laughs> the I same guy. The same. Yeah, they're like for thirty years. I can't believe it. And so everybody like, I see these grown men. Tears rolling down their eyes. Oh my gosh. Tears rolling down their eyes. Yeah. Right? They all like form a circle. They all take a knee. They, I, don't ask me how. Because some of them are on work release, right? Because I'm not in prison. I'm in jail. Yeah. So some of these guys are like, they're allowed to go, you know, yeah. do whatever. You know, whatever. I don't know. Some shit. You know, I, I wasn't in there. These guys that are, whatever. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. They get these rose petals. And, and he's crying there on the floor. And they start throwing these ro- rose petals. No, down on the floor for me. <laughs> I sort of got like these paper napkin rose petals yeah, that yeah. they made. Yeah. Like 
there's some talented guys there, like origami motherfuckers, <laughs> oh, just I fucking yeah. chopping it up and shit. They got a lot of time to pick up. Yeah, a skill. I mean for sure. And so like he's like on the floor, and these guys are just like throwing rose petals on the ground for him and shit, like throwing cigarettes in for him and shit. Damn. You know what I mean? They all take a knee, and I'm standing up, and this guy looks look, looks at me. I was taking a knee. He's like, take a knee, fool. What's up with you? Come I'm on. like, oh shit. Okay, so I take a knee. Um, and, and and then like we walk, we go back to the bunk, and he's like, I'm like, are you are you okay, man? Are you good? I heard you got 30 years, and he's like. He's like, fool, they gave me three months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, why? He's like, dog, you see how many cigarettes I got? <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? Bro, that's funny. You know? No, that's it. Was, it's, that shit was hilarious. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. No, jail. jail. The, the jail's for nobody. Like, that shit's like a third world country. Just mm-hmm. the, those stories were hilarious. Yeah. The other times in jails, I mean... You're bathing out of like trash cans and shit. Yeah, I mean, because they don't have like running water. No, it's rough. Yeah, no, it it, it definitely is rough. I mean, I never want to go back to to jail, you know, ever yeah. ever again. Yeah, I don't, I don't plan to. You know, I guess nobody ever plans to. You know, what I mean? yeah. but yeah, um, no, for sure. But yeah, I've only had to bail someone out of jail once, and uh, it was not it's not the prettiest of times. Yeah. I was there. It's a bitch, dude. It is annoying. It's annoying to bail someone out. Had but to, I bet it feels amazing getting bailed out. <laughs> had to go to this guy who's wearing like three gold chains and sunglasses inside. What? You, and you bailed to, this guy out? No, I didn't bail him out. That was the guy who, uh, what, what are they bail called? Bail bond guy. Bail bond. That's the bail oh. bond guy. They always got a couple chains on, sunglasses. Uh, so I bail, bail my buddy out. And he was supposed to get out at like 11. So I'm there at like 10. I asked the guy. He's like, yeah. He's like, he'll probably be like let out for midnight release. And I was with a buddy, and I look over, and I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm like, do they let all the people out at midnight? Like, <laughs> like what's going on? And so we wait, waited till like, 3 in the morning, and then he finally got out. What I noticed, like, no one cared. They take their time when, yeah. when they're oh, in jail. Yeah. You oh, know? no, yeah. No one's rushing to do anything. Yeah, no, there. they're not like, <laughs> yeah. they're not like, we got to get on this right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get you out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that vine that once, like, I forgot, it was like the cat, or like, it's like the the dog in the dog shelter. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to get you out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's not like that. You know, they're not rushing no. to get anybody out of the, the fucking clink. No. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll kind of slide over to something else. Poetry. Yeah. How, how do we get into that? So, I started writing about a year ago. Um, and, and I feel like I've always um, been good with words. You know, because my brother, yeah, my 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 brother's a lawyer, so he went to school for English. So like, I've always heard the vernacular that he's used, and I'm like, wow, those words sound really nice. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I started writing, and then I met this girl from Louisiana. I met her in rehab, rehab romance, rehab which romance. never works, no. never works. By the way, <laughs> I can uh, I can imagine. It just especially being in our early twenties, like both of us. It's intoxicating. I bet though. It, it, uh, quite literally, yes, yeah. metaphorically and quite literally, yes. Yes, and, and so, like, you know, she was a writer, too. She was really good, and she still is really good. Yeah. So I heard her writing, and I was like, man, like, I was kind of inspired. I'm like, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I want to be better than her. Mm-hmm. So I just started writing every day, and, like, and like the more that I wrote, um, the more that I become more refined, right? It becomes less and less, like, sappy and, like, you know, uh, you know the cloud, you know. This more, be- like, your true self and right. how you can express yourself. Exactly. Like, I don't feel the need to write a 50-page poem, yeah. right? I can write 
two stanzas, three stanzas, and that's it. That encompasses like a ton of emotion. Exactly. And a ton of exactly. You get the message. I said what I said. Fuck you. I hope you like it though. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but you know that you know that's just pretty much the way that that I write. You know, it's kind of unconventional. I I, I tend to say stuff like you know. Like, I've said shit like, fuck your God and fuck your religion, which is not very, you know, literary darling thing of me to say. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it's like, that's my poetry, mm-hmm. right? That's just like, and, and poetry, and, and in my view, is taking a thought and wrapping it in, like, bubbly dresses and sappy suits, right? Yeah. Making mm-hmm. your thoughts pretty. Yeah. And, 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 and prettying up your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just, it's a, it's a nice outlet you know, for me to, I guess, express myself. I mean, I, I don't write to express myself. I, I write because I, I think I'm good at it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I believe so. Um, you know, I had this one lady try to publish me. Um, really? Months back. Yeah. But I ended up relapsing. You mm-hmm. know, she was also in recovery. But mm-hmm. I, I, I ended up, you know, smoking crack. Whatever. Classic. Classic crack. <laughs> Such a class act. Yeah. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> God bless America. You guys ever seen Ricky Bobby? Ricky Bobby, of course. <laughs> you don't chew red. If you don't chew big red, you're a bitch. <laughs> you're a bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. Do you uh, do you like to read poetry or just? I'm dyslexic. Really? Do you like I, to listen to it? I well, I've so on YouTube. There's a there's a poet named Charles Bukowski. He died in the '90s. I I, I watch a lot of this old British guy reads his poetry, and it's very cinematic and poetic. And so, I, yeah, I mean, I can read. Yeah. Guys, don't worry. I can read, guys. Don't worry. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I have a mild form of dyslexia. Like, I can't comprehend, like, three pages. Like, but poetry is easier for me to read because, like, stanzas, yeah, shorter yeah. lines, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So it's like the Dr. Seuss version of reading. Right. Exactly. I saw something where it was like, um, all these books are just plagiarized from the dictionary or some shit like that. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. Yeah. No, but it's cool being able to express yourself or to, to express what you're meaning and and how you're feeling at a certain time on paper and i think that's pretty cool and and there's different ways of doing it but yeah oh yeah it's because i mean i would say like this is our equivalent you know you write you're poet Mm -hmm. we like to kind of speak and talk with other people and right you know talk about what we like to do and talk about what they like to do right and like both of those things are are kind of one in the same the 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 dynamics the mechanism of it is like you know you guys speak and I write. We both are putting our thoughts and input into the air, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Into this, you know, this vacuum yeah. that we live within. And, you know, once, for me, once I put my thoughts onto paper, it's easier for me to let them go. You know, if I write mm-hmm. about a trauma event that I have, mm-hmm. this thing with this last ex-girlfriend that I had, mm-hmm. once I put it down into paper, yeah, it, it's easier to let go. It's easier to say, oh, that's my thought. That's kind of ridiculous. I made it poetic, so it sounds nice. Yeah, you know, but it's it's just it's very therapeutic to to go through that process. Exactly, like put put it out into the space, right? Mm-hmm. Not leave, it, not internalize it, and leave it, you know, within me, you know, to make it something that's not being held imprisoned. Yeah, within me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Gotcha. So yeah. 
Yeah, I've always been a fan of Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Like his stuff. Yeah. Like total cool beast. Stuff. Yeah. Total beast. Dude, that guy's a monster. I just read the other day. Um, monster cock he probably has too. Probably. Pro- <laughs> most likely. Yeah. yeah. Let's just be honest here, guys. You know. No, That's a fact. Sure. I wouldn't count it out. <laughs> yeah. He keeps it under the floorboard. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It lands that. on everyone. That's the heartbeat at the end of the... <laughs> 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 just cock. the robbing cock. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but the I, I read the other day that um, his death... Like, he was just found, like, kind of on the side of the road, like, pretty much dying, and no one knew how. Like, still no one to this day knows, like, how he died. So they, like, put him in a hospital, you know. They, like, quoted him with, like, uh, I forget what the what they said, but it was, um, it's like, his brain was filled with something. And it was just a term for, like, like alcohol, like, too much alcohol or oh. something. But they don't really know. They don't know how he died. He gets buried. His brother puts a tombstone on the back of, I think this was in Baltimore. In the back of his grave, he puts a tombstone there. And, like, a week later, a train got derailed, nailed his tombstone off. <laughs> and so he had no tombstone until, like, 1970 when he, like, finally got famous. And then they wow. moved his grave. And yeah, like he didn't get old. famous until 1970? Nah, may- maybe it was earlier than that. I don't know. But he was there for a while with no tombstone because this train just derailed his tombstone. Yeah, I yeah. guess, like, I guess when he was writing, he was just some crazy fuck. Like, crazy fuck. Yeah. yeah no, that's-, that's how a lot of people thought of him as. He was like kind of like a low life, you know. Yeah, that's now that I think of it, a lot of artists like what's his name, man? Uh, Vincent Van uh, Van Gogh. Vincent Van Ongo. Was yeah. he uh, from jail or from like a prison? Yeah, where he, uh, made the Starry Night or yeah, whatever. The, yeah, the the whole. No, it's the same album. thing. He was thought of as this, you know. Well, he was crazy. He had schizophrenia, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, had half an ear. Us, dude. Did <laughs> They're just seeing in other dimensions. Lucky. Yeah, he cut right? it off. Yeah, he God, cut his just, own ear off. Yeah. Just yeah. fucking. Belligerent acid. He's oh, and when they, were, when they were moving his body from one grave to the other, they opened up the casket and they said they felt they they heard something rolling around in his skull. It was. I don't know. It was his big cock. <laughs> that's that's yeah, what I was. God thinking. bless America, guys. God bless, God bless America. <laughs> yeah. So he's. When I die, my cock be buried into my head. <laughs> yeah. Right. Must be shaken before buried. <laughs> it's, like, it's like in his will and shit. Yeah. So let's talk about. Let's shift over. To one drug category to another. Yes. Um, psychedelics. Psychedelics. What do we think of them? Um, I'm actually, well, okay, so psychedelics aren't addicting. You don't think so? No, well, sign, sign, you know, you know, you know, the scientific part of it is no, they're not really. I've seen people in rehab for psychedelics, which is beyond me. Because how you can do acid days in a row, which I've done, yeah. is beyond me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once I do acid, like, Three days in a row, like I'm, my brain is dead. Yeah. Like I'm fried. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm good for a month off life. Like I need to log out of life. You know. True. But psych, I, I have some crazy stories on psychedelics. And once one time I took, you know, how they have vials of acid. Yeah. I put a whole drop in my mouth. Yeah. And what you do with the drop is you don't you put one drop. You don't, you know, because the drop is like this. Yeah, one. Right. I, I put the whole thing. The whole oh vial. Which is about, the guy told me it's about a thousand milligrams or a thousand. A thousand UGs. Which is about. A lot. Which like is about, 10. About, yeah, seven to 10 tabs. tabs. And yeah. so I'm like tripping hardcore. And they're like, yeah. they're like, dude, you know what you need? And I'm like, like what? And they're like, you need some mushrooms. And I'm like, okay. So oh yeah, I take about an eighth of mushrooms, 3.5 grams. We go tipping cows and. Southwest ranches, dude, around that area. Uh, <laughs> go tipping cows, right? We're all just fucking fucked up. I couldn't it, even imagine. You probably thought they were something else, like dragons or something. Oh, I no, I, I <laughs> thought they were like turtles. So I was like, what are these big furry turtles doing here? Yeah, 
Oh my goodness. We have a fourth coming on. Please uh, hop on the set, Steven. Steven's late today, so we'll, uh, we'll give him a break. Welcome but please, aboard. continue. Please, continue. Um, uh, and, and then so yeah, cow tipping. Cow tipping, much ten, ten, gra- ten tabs of mu- ten <laughs> tabs of acid. Yeah, ate, ate the mushrooms and wow. they they pull out this pipe, and I'm like, oh, nice crack. It's crack time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. so they're like, no DMT. Oh. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. So they're like, you need to smoke DMT. You need to smoke a lot of it right now. I feel like this was just horrible ideas Dude, all bunched together. All <laughs> of it, them together. It's a crazy story though. I, I take the biggest hit of DMT in my life. Of, yeah. of my life, rather. Yeah. And you know how we live in a three-dimensional space? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. No, we do not. We live in a two-dimensional space. It's gray. Okay, I, 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 I shoot out of my body, and I see myself, and I turn into an eagle. Oh, right? my goodness. I turn into an eagle, and I'm like, holy shit. And I fly out of Earth. Okay? Whoa. This is why my eyes were closed or open. I don't remember. Yeah. But I'm flying, right? You're somewhere else. I'm, I'm dodging through these asteroids. I'm an eagle. You know how they have speedometers on a car? Yeah. Miles per hour? No, light years. And it's broken. It's the light, the light <laughs> year speedometer is broken. I'm flying as an eagle, dodging asteroids. I see a white light, and I'm on a bunch of psychedelics. So in my mind, I'm like, I, I can't look at this white light. Yeah. Because you know what they say. Once you look at the white light. You can't you're, come you're, back you're, from the white light. Yeah, you're dead. Right? So, like, I put my, I put my arm over my eyes. May I remind you, I'm an eagle, so I start falling through oh, the air. So a practical shoot. eagle. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, it's. I mean, just the fundamentals of being an eagle is all there. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh my gosh. And I'm falling through the air, and I go into this planet, and I see this woman, and I can't speak. Like tears are coming out of my eyes, and she's like telling me that everything's gonna be okay, and telling me about love and shit like this, and it's nuts. It's just nuts. I'm like trying to speak. Like, who are you? Like, what is your name? Yeah. And, but no, I shoot back down to earth. <clears throat> and for a week after that, I'm, I'm like really suicidal and I'm like, fuck, like I'm really contemplating life. Yeah. And I remember her name was Alexis. She told me her name was Alexis. And I'm out to eating with my parents. And at this point, my parents know about my drug use. And so I tell them, mom, I took 10, gra- took 10 tabs of acid and ate the mushrooms and a, the biggest hit of DMT that you could imagine. Yeah. And, and, and so she's, pretty much like what the fuck Matthew you know blah, blah, blah. but like I'm uh, but I'm like no but like I have to tell you about this girl named Alexis she's told me that everything's going to be okay and that she knows me and that you know but she was so beautiful but not like in the romantic way mm-hmm. you know and like my mom starts crying she goes to the bathroom my dad is there the right and I'm like is everything okay and 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 they're like you know we never told you this but we had a miscarriage, and it was a girl, and her name was going to be Alexis. Oh, my god! And gosh. I was like, wow. I was, I was like up, what dude. the fuck? I was there. I was like, dude. That's, that's insane. Like, that's a mind fuck That right is there. a mind fuck. Like, and wow. there's always, like, those, like, people say, like, what ha- like miscarried babies, whether you believe in, like, a heaven or hell or whatever, mm-hmm. or an afterlife. A lot of people are, like, a lot of pastors or just, like, theologians will speculate, like, what happens, like, miscarried babies like what happens to them and like i've heard stories like like that with mm. babies who have been miscarried and that's just insane yeah like that's insane no i know and and um and i think it's interesting because i couldn't imagine what your mom thought when oh, you said that i i don't even know i mean we never even talked about it after that yeah because you know it's not easiest talking to to mom and dad about the drug yeah. use no totally you know I mean? not like hey mom i smoke like a grandma crack what's up you know <laughs> it's not like that you know but um, I, and I and I think it's interesting because 
DMT, you know, when you die, DMT is released into your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess you have, like, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, these flashes of mm-hmm. envisions. And Probably things. past life experience, something like right. that. Right. Yeah. So, and I think it's interesting that when I went into this DMT trip, granted, on a lot of other drugs, you know, mm-hmm. at a high volume and quantity, I had this afterlife experience mm-hmm. almost with this girl that was going to be my sister. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and we're waiting for you. Right. Exactly. Like, Whoa. where you at, Alexis? Well, like, you didn't make, you know, no, let me. Well, she's like, where <laughs> you work, get ready. You're coming you're, here. You're like, coming, man. Wherever yeah. I am, you're coming. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're coming soon, dude. Wow, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, were you brought up religious? No, not at all. Really? Not religious at all. That's why the 12 steps is, is, is um, difficult for me because it's, it's not a religious program. It's a spiritual program. You have to find your higher, your mm-hmm. higher power, mm-hmm. but I've never won. I'm not, I'm not one to have believed in a higher power previously. Yeah. And so now being asked at 21 years old to dig deep and find one is not the easiest task. No. Have you been, did you grow up religious? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, but I totally get, get the, the 12 step process. To me, it makes sense. Um, probably cause of my background, but, uh, I mean, does it, is it making sense at all to you or have you? I would say, um, I feel like with drugs, like, you you experience a higher power with a lot of drugs, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it becomes my higher power. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, when you lose, it, it's hard to experience, it's hard to experience that off of drugs if you've already experienced that, if that makes sense. Right. No, it, um, yes, yes, it, it, that does make sense. Yeah. I think, but I do think that there is a key difference, right? So the drugs became my higher power. And what that means, though, is that, like, I, I go to the drugs for validation because they give me validation. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, and I crave it. I think as all humans do, we all want to be accepted. And when I was on drugs, I felt accepted. Mm-hmm. It, but the, that's synthetic. It's, it's not natural. Yeah. Right. Those yeah. drugs gave me a feeling that I yeah. wanted, whether that be escaping or just wanting to get high. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. So if you take that with like sight, for instance, like shrooms. Yeah. Like it doesn't always give you what you want. You know what I mean? Like you kind of determine with, with how you're feeling and how your emotions are, how the trip's going to go. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. On shrooms. Um, yeah, I've had some great fucking shroom experiences and I've had some terrible shroom experiences. Yeah. Like, I've been in the hospital because of shrooms. Yeah. Falling up on, on the lawn and shit. Really? The police being called on me. Yeah. Right, and then I've had some great experiences like with my boys just like looking out of the pink clouds and the orange gradient sky and just mm-hmm. like, dude, this is beautiful. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So shrooms, it's, it's, a, it's a mystery box. You yeah. Know? So let's get into like some weird drugs that I've just been thinking about lately. Ketamine. Ket- I've done ketamine once and I had a great day after I did it. Great day after you yes. did it. They have ketamine for like therapy now, right? Yes, they have, ke- they have ketamine cl- mm-hmm. clinics. Um, the only thing with me though is that they use needles, and because so you can't shoot ketamine up into your veins because it's not water soluble. Okay. But they sh- stick a big ass needle into your thigh because it, it can be absorbed through your muscle. Okay. So like yeah, you, you like know. an insulin does the same thing. Mm-hmm. It absorbs through your muscle. Yeah, and so. No, ketamine didn't really, you know, I was kind of just a di- disassociative. Yeah. It made me just be like, oh, my God. Like, oh, I'm in outer space right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a space junkie. Mm-hmm. You know. But you had a great day afterwards. I, I did. I, 
Very good day. Yeah. Good day. Yeah, it was a good day. Uh, you ever try um, mescaline? No, I've never tried mescaline. Yeah, me neither. I would love to try mescaline. Yeah. Yeah, especially in recovery, like, you know, they don't really test for those drugs, and they're not really addicting, so, like, yeah, know, I could definitely do those drugs. Well, it was weird, because when you were telling me how, like, like, meth or, like, a heroin trip could last, like, I guess you don't call it a trip, but, like, a high could last so long, mm-hmm. like, for me, for my research, like, I've looked at, like, LSD or, like, shrooms, like, as non-addictive, not because I don't really enjoy it because I'm on it, but because it takes too long, you know, like, I don't have, like, it, it's much easier to get addicted to a 30-minute, you know, smoking a joint than, than an eight-hour thing, right? right? And so for me, that was like, oh, I couldn't get addicted to this because of a time thing. Right, because it, it lasts, what, you're saying because it lasts too long? Yeah, exactly, because it would take up too much of my, my time. Right, and I think, well, psychedelics are different, too. Um, psychedelics, they, they don't, they're, they're, they're stimulant. But they don't necessarily raise, like, it can happen. Yeah. Depending on the type of trip that you have. But the thing with psychedelics is it re- re- it rewires your brain. Yeah. Right? So different parts of your brain talk to other parts of your brain that usually don't communicate. Yep. Right? Yep. But with, like, drugs like heroin and fentanyl and meth and crack. Yeah. It, specifically, it, they're also stimulants. I mean, crack and meth. But they raise your dopamine levels. And they raise your serotonin levels. Okay. You know, but and that can also happen with psychedelics. Yeah. If you're having, if you're up for it. That's like almost like you're deciding that type of right, thing. Right. Whereas like you're shooting up, you're getting dopamine no matter what. Oh, no matter what. Yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Put the hat back on. Where are we at? Yeah. Hour. Really? That's good, dude. I'm good with that. That went by quick. It has been flying. Yeah. yeah. You good with Time that? Really has been flying. Yeah, anything, got a lot of good clips like on here. Say, or anything like you want to close out on? No pressure or anything. <sighs> Just screw headphones. screw the headphones, dude. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it, <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Anything? Gorgeous. I mean, like. Aww. Listen. Yeah. Listen. Our audience is like, you know, maybe there's some people watching that are kind of in your position in a way. Yeah. You know. Um. Anything to say on? Well. I think going to rehab for the first time is was the scariest thing of my life. Yeah. Like, no doubt. And, like, I've been in some scary situations, being chased by the guy with the machete, going to jail, I mean, being homeless. But nothing quite as scary as going to rehab for the first time. So I understand, you know, there are a lot of drug addicts that don't want to admit that they're an addict just because of what they have to go through to become not a drug addict. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so... You know, I, I, I definitely get it. I mean, because, you know, I am a drug addict. And, I mean, there's no shame in asking for help. And I think a lot of people see that as weakness, especially growing up, you know, you know, personally, me growing up, how I grew up with my father instilling masculinity into me. It was like, no, you can't show weakness. Yeah. But going through rehab and being going through the system of being institutionalized, I've learned that weakness does not make us weak right weakness makes us fundamentally human yeah and so i would just say you know there's there's no shame in in asking Mm -hmm. for help i mean you know we all throw jesus out of the car (laughs) now that's that's another story from rehab yeah that the schizophrenic guy frantic guy skizzies i feel like we might have to do an episode too with you brother yeah (laughs) that's for sure well i'll say this you 
from all the crazy shit that you've been through, you seem like one of the most evolved like people I've ever met. Really? You seem way your shit together. You have a really good head on your shoulders. Yeah. You're the funniest shit, dude. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> You're fun to be around, and I'm so glad you came on. Thank Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. Do you uh, publish your poetry anywhere? No, well, um, I, I have an Instagram. All right. Shout out the Instagram. Yeah, shout it out. We'll put it in the bio. We can read a poem before every episode. There we go. <laughs> right? There we go. Literally. Um, the, the Instagram, what is it? Let me... Oh, we can it. plug it in the bio yeah, if it's, you want. It's Matthew underscore Ruiz underscore 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 underscore. Cool. He's on the underscore grind. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, guys, thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you soon. Yeah.